0: Hey everybody, Sam Goodman, the Hot Nerd here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is pretty awesome. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor does this really cool thing where you click distribute and they send your podcast to all kinds of other places where you can hear podcasts. Pretty neat. You can make money from this thing with no minimum amount of listeners. Go check out Anchor today, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hot nerd out. Hey everybody, Sam Goodman, The Hop Nerd, coming to you as always from sunny, beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Man, it's been kind of chilly lately, actually. It's been down in the, uh, that's Phoenix, we don't check the weather, but it's cold. How about that? It's, it's cold for us. I'm here bundled up talking to you. Before we get started, make sure you check out their website, www.thehopnerd.com. That's the H-O-P nerd Follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on Twitter, send us an email, send us one of those really cool anchor voice messages. The really cool thing is, is, if you send me a question, I can add that here and then answer your question as we go. So what I wanted to dive into a little bit today was really to talk about one of the biggest cultural impactors um, that we see, or at least that I have seen while working in human and organizational performance or, or culture, uh, and that's management reaction to when bad things happen happen. So that's one of our our hot principles, right? Reaction matters. And I like to throw in there that reaction matters a lot, especially when bad things happen. And we're going to start with this. I want you to close your eyes. And and, and I have a daughter. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Um, Maybe you have children. But close your eyes and imagine that moment when they bring home their first boyfriend, or girlfriend just think about that for a second think about how you're going to react and I want you to think about it like this imagine they come in and they just look not so great what's your reaction gonna be and I'm painting that picture for you because that reaction will determine whether or not you ever meet the next one right and that's the same type of battle that we're fighting when we react to events within our organization. The way that we react to that bad thing happening will dictate whether our employees will ever tell us about anything else, at least the things that they don't have to tell us about. So it's a really good tidbit just to keep in the back of our minds that people will only tell us what we allow them to tell us. If our reactions are poor, they're just going to stop communicating with us. So what's the problem? The problem is, is that we need that information, right? We, we talk about deliberately learning. And to get to deliberate learning, we have to have trust and openness. And a poor reaction, especially when something bad happens to our organizations, a poor reaction from leaders, from the organization as a whole, leads to less reporting, right? So there's the obvious thing, right? Less reporting equals less learning. It's just that simple. So where do these reactions come from? For me, I think that they honestly come from a pretty good place. We talk a lot about unintended consequences, and I think that's what we see here quite a bit. But before we dive into that, it's also this, right? It's when we see failure, I'm specifically talking about post-event reactions here. When we see failure, it surprises us. It shocks us. It's not something that we're used to seeing in our organizations, especially the really bad stuff. We do safe and stable work the majority of the time. I would say that that's true for most organizations. We do very good work most of the time. The failure is often the off normal state so when once we see that it shocks us it it doesn't match up with our views on the organization it doesn't match up with our values within the organization and we react and often we react poorly now back to that place where I said that I truly believe that a lot of this comes from a good place I think at least what I've seen what, what I have personally experienced with leaders is that Something bad happens, and they try to demonstrate that they care. They try to demonstrate that they care, almost too much. It's like I'm giving you lots and lots of fun visuals today, but it's like the little kid that that has the the the, the little Easter the Easter chick, right? And they just love it. It's so warm and fuzzy, and they love it, and they care for it so much and they squeeze it and squeeze it and squeeze it until it's it's no longer anything that resembles an Easter chick, right? I think our leaders do the same thing. They really care about our people. They care a lot. So when something bad happens, when it doesn't fit what we normally see, they jump in and react trying to demonstrate that care. That's not what's felt at the other end, usually. Once you get to the pointy end of that stick... That's not the message that our frontline employees receive. They see, oh my God, I'm not doing that again. That was awful. Everyone, including the CEO, called me and eh, I'm not putting myself through that again. It's it's just not going to happen. That hurt worse than the actual injury that I sustained. That hurt worse than the, the actual event that happened. So, nope, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So we really have two competing things going on here. We, we have the, the upper-level leaders of the organization wanting to demonstrate that they care, because they do. But that massive reaction leads to our frontline employees' um, need for self-preservation. Their self-preservation starts to kick in. So we've got over-caring and self-preservation, and really what we end up with is nothing good. As we would mentioned, people really just start to shut down in those situations. They don't want that massive spotlight turned on them. They don't want to have that happen. They feel like they're being victimized or they feel like we're meeting hurt with hurt or they feel that that reaction is just not coming from the right place. And our systems tend to perpetuate this overreaction as well. There's a need for information and information super, super duper fast, especially when it's something that was bad or could have been bad or sounds like it should have been really bad. You have that high level leader in the organization starting that game uh, of of phone rolling down all the way to the frontline leader saying, I want to know what happened. Now, the really bad thing is we usually don't ask the right questions to begin with, which would make this a whole lot better. The questions usually sound something like this. Is it recordable? When can the unit go back online? Tell me how you're going to fix it and how you're going to fix it now. And that's just not good. We we realize that. We, We say that out loud and we hear how dumb that sounds. But... Those are the conversations that are had in our organization a lot, almost following almost every serious event that involves a person at least. And this isn't a real conversation on asking better questions, but just the shift in, in that top-level leader saying, hey, is that person okay? That's all I need to know right now. I trust you to go out and find out what happened. I just need to know that they're okay. That would change that conversation dramatically. But that need for information drives that behavior in the wrong direction, and it impacts their ability to learn in in multiple ways. In the obvious ways that we just discussed around decreased trust leading to decreased reporting, but also in, in the way that we start to lose effective corrective actions. We don't give ourselves time. We're not slowing down to learn. That's that, those questions are always followed up with that, that last question, how are we going to fix it? And I think that, that's, that's a great question. I'm, I'm not saying that's a, a terrible question by any means. But the problem comes into play when we say, how are we going to fix it? Tell me how we're going to fix it now. We have to slow down a little bit. We have to give some time Or that real deal story. We have to give some time. For all of the facts to come. To the surface. When we react poorly. And we start that pressure. From the very beginning. I don't believe we'll ever get to the real deal story. We're going to be. Completely done. Corrective actions. In the books. Before we even know what really happened. At least that's what I've seen. What have you seen? I, I would really like to hear hear your experiences with that within your own organization. A lot of times, I've seen that come through in in different ways. We kind of stick to that blame, shame, retrain, retrain model. We do a lot of stand downs, right? We we say, well, who was it? How bad was it? We got to fix it now. I'm not going to get into the just culture piece. We already talked about that a little bit. We'll we'll dive into that more later, but. Tell me how we're going to fix it. Tell me how we're going to fix it now. I need all the information right now. And we, our folks that are on the pointier end of that, trying to come up with those actions, they put in what they have. And that's, we stopped work. We got everybody together. We read them the procedure. We did a stand down. We put together a really cool little PowerPoint, and we found some cool YouTube videos, and we fixed it. And we know that's not a fix. So not only does that impact our frontline employees negatively with that reaction, but in a roundabout way, our leaders, our other professionals, our managers that really do want to change some things for the better, don't have time to. They feel disheartened because they know just as well as we do that that stand down accomplishes absolutely nothing. So let's get a little deeper here. Our underlying assumptions dramatically impact our reactions. Our assumptions, both organizationally and individually, they lead to those exposed reactions. So if we view human error as a choice, we're going to blame. We're going to view our systems as inherently safe. And if it were not for the actions of this person, this bad actor, then nothing bad would have happened. We wouldn't have the outcome that we have now. It's not our fault. It's not the system's fault. It's that person's. We view zero as an indicator of success or success by metrics. So, oh, now we have one. We're not safe. That's not good. We're going to react very loud and very fast to make sure that everyone understands that this is unacceptable. Those are inherently flawed. As I say that out loud, as you hear that we know, we can, we can hear the holes in all of that stuff. We can see where that takes us to a not-so-great place and ends up with us demonstrating reactions that are not so great either. So the way that we react, it either helps us or it hurts us. There's really no in-between on that one. There's really no riding the line. If we react poorly, we've talked about a lot of that stuff. Ultimately, we're going to impact trust, openness, and honesty in a very negative way. If we react in a much better fashion, if we ask better questions, people are going to see that. They're going to feel that. They're going to notice the difference. And little by little, that trust, openness, honesty, it starts to grow. Is it okay for you as a leader to go behind closed doors, shut the office door, kick the wall, cuss God and country, and and be angry that something happened? For sure. We've all had to go kick rocks and do that at some point. But that's the place for that, is by yourself, behind closed doors. You can't expose that reaction to the rest of the organization if we really want to learn. And that's really what we're talking about here. A bad reaction, a not-so-great reaction, poor reactions, leads to less learning. It's a roadblock to trust, openness, honesty, which leads to learning. And learning is the only tool that we have in this game. It's the only thing that we have in our little tool bag. That's the only way that we get betterment is through true deliberate learning so the next time that you have an event in your organization at your company I challenge you I ask you to try to react a little different maybe a little better If I say if I can say it like that instead of asking hey was that a recordable why don't you ask was that person okay that should probably be the first question right that's the question that I would want someone to ask me if I was filleted open on my way to the ER, is that person okay? What do they need? Who's responsible to get them what they need? Give it some time and then get down to the business of learning. So what do you think? Did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? Today was a little bit more of a, of a hot nerd rant than anything else. But I'd like to hear what you think about it. Send me, a, uh, send me an email. Thehopnerd at gmail.com. Use this really cool anchor voice message thing, and I can answer your questions kind of, sort of live. Check us out on Twitter. Tweet at me, I guess. Send me a DM. Follow us on LinkedIn. All that fun stuff. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear some ideas for content, some ideas for topics. I love asking questions. I love answering questions. There's my error for the hour. Look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, this is the Hot Nerd signing out. Goodbye.